This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. This is more professional than anything I've ever done in my life. <laughs> and uh, I suppose that's as good a way as any to start the Hooniverse podcast for this week. I have no idea what the episode number is. Uh, uh, 122. Was it? No. I, I don't who knows. 666. Boss Mark of the Beast. Episode of the Beast. That's why the Beast is missing. Exactly. Oh, wait. The Beast is missing. The Beast is missing. Well, you've got to specify which one is the Beast. Beast is oh, Blink, obviously. Yeah. Blink, okay. That's what the Beast only, stands for. Only a Beast can blow up two, ah, two Miata engines. That's it. It's Beelzebub wrong. <laughs> Beelzebub wrong. It's nickname Blake. So Blake is out sick uh, because he's a little bitch. Oh. Uh, and uh, Jeff has abandoned us for a Honda launch. That makes sense. So, uh, and I think it's like the HRV or something like that, which... He's posting pictures of hand-rolled cigars, so I knew he was on a press launch. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a tough lifestyle that Jeff leads some days. Yeah. What is the HRV? Um, HRV. I don't know. High retardation vehicle. High residential vehicle. Isn't that most Hondas? Uh... I don't know. I sold my Honda today. Oh. Yes. The oh. element is gone. The unicorn Ooh, is gone. The I'm back down to two cars and a scooter. The HRV is basically oh, a is. CX-5 from Honda. Oh, okay. Ah, Go yes. Honda, I guess. It's it's very blah. It it looks like a jelly bean sort of thing. It looks like a, like an angry jelly bean, jelly bean from the future. Yeah. Uh, I used to yeah. be an angry jelly bean. You know, it's just trying to, trying to make you feel like you're an aggressive person as you <laughs> sink into domestication. So you can't so, be aggressive uh, in Honda. And of course, my yeah, guest today is uh, our buddy Corbin, who's been on. Yeah. How long has it been? Uh, a hot minute. A hot minute. Okay. Uh, so hot minutes <laughs> uh, continuing, I suppose. Corbin Dallas Goodwin. Uh, yes, I've matured much since my uh, my last appearance. Well, you've got a beard. No. Yeah, that, that's different since the last last appearance. I mean, the reason the beard is here so is because of Zach. It used to be a lot longer because Zach implied that my beard was not legitimate that it wasn't a beard that it wasn't professional and Did it's I? kind of, not not that it was professional you were saying it was like illegitimate like i couldn't call it a beard i had no right did i yeah I, it sounds like me i mean you like implied it you didn't really like outright but sometime you were just like oh well, that's not a beard and i was that's like i'll show him yeah because i can't grow one so i'm like i'll take down anyone to do zach who even tries yeah, so anyway, it was giant, and then I cut it down, so now I look like Yeah, semi- I did see the bushy beard at one semi-human point. Semi-human uh, Yeah. Uh, well, it's nice that you could take time off of uh, fighting conquistadors to help us. So I'll just jump in here and talk a little bit. It's very good. You shaped Sweet. it very well. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah, I, I took scissors to it. So uh, I met up with you the other day. just ran into you in the middle of the night up at the top of the yes. snake. Uh, and uh, you would inform me you were doing lift driving now. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm going to do when I bone out of this awesome joint is uh, turn on the lift and put the mustache in the window and pick some people up and make money. So, I mean, I other than just like the random like Uber drive, you know, drives I talk to and that kind of stuff, what is it actually like doing this as a living? I mean, I really haven't... I watched Taxi Cab Confessions when I was a kid. So let's just jump... Is there any like what are the interesting moments of Lyft? Um, I got a lot more interesting moments in San Francisco actually. LA, I don't want to say it's like a icy city people type of thing, but um, 
LA, you get a lot of people who just want you to go somewhere and they're busy and they can't be bothered. SF, I got a lot of confessions. I was talking to one girl about her like choice of uh, men and um, what? Oh yeah, we were talking about like what was it? What was it like? Uh, just various things with various people. Uh, and SF is cool. And one lady was telling me about her grad studies before the use of email and. And she was talking about the Grateful Dead. Con- I don't know. It's, it's it's awesome. You meet people and you drive around. And then she followed up by texting you with her typewriter. <laughs> yes. No, I dropped her off on top of this hill. Everywhere in SF's like a freaking hill. Uh, yeah. I don't know More who ins- I don't know who installed the hills, but like, good job. You did God a good dude. job. <laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> Tell them to 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 uninstall those hills. Okay. But yeah. I'll text them. It was it was cool. Now you, you you end up on top of a hill, and I don't know. It's like you get a free view, and you're like, oh, I just got paid to see this view, or I got paid to come down and whatever, do a podcast because I can make money now on the way back. Oh yeah, that's a good that's point. Good point. I, I hadn't even thought of the fact that like anywhere you go now, you can yeah. just be like, oh, I'll pick up a fare, and then that ride's now free. Yeah, no, it's it's that's like the coolest thing about it. Have you crunched all the crazy numbers? I was talking to this guy who's, who wants to make a documentary about Uber and how when you really like. Do all the math on the pricing and all these things and these insurance and the maintenance and you know basically his point was you have to be a very smart Uber driver because if you take a really long fare, uh, like your drive back from that fare is not free. So if someone picks me up here and I say I need to go downtown, and if they for some reason don't get don't get picked for the next fare and they want to come back to their working area. You know, then they've lost that money. So, I mean, I know you do your own maintenance probably. Right. So that's why you were able to buy an Audi um, for a Lyft car because no one else should ever buy a used Audi. Yeah, don't – if you're a muggle, don't don't buy it in an Audi. Yeah. If you're putting – if you're building a Rolls Royce though, like this is easy. And it's still annoying. I mean, it's – it's you never know when it will start. It's it's true. I mean, people make fun of it. They're like, oh, you never know when it's going to – you know, you actually don't know. Sometimes it just kind of like cranks for a while. Although I – no, I learned how to fix that. I learned how to fix that. Okay. So – if you leave the cruise control on, not like set at a speed, but if you just leave the module turned on, mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't start. Weird. I don't... You can't explain that. That's very strange. This is uh, Vorsprung for Technik. What is yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> Vorsprung for Technik. Yeah. Uh, it's all horse shit. Yeah. Unless no, it's, it's Porsche, it's all horse shit. Yeah, Porsche knows what's up. Audi does not know what's up. It's it's like a Volkswagen, but it's kind of worse. It's kind of better, but it's kind of worse. Well, Porsche seemed like their their cars were really really simple for a very long time, and then they like flipped to cal- to complicated. Yeah. But it was like after they did a lot of R and D, whereas Audi Audis were complicated in the nineties. Yeah. You know they had they had I remember uh, my buddy had a couple used Audis and or old Audis, and they had they all have like red digital dials and these crazy displays, oh, yeah. and the pixels start going out. I yeah. mean, it was. I mean, Porsche kept dials. Still have them. Somehow, I think <laughs> like, Audis may have actually gotten less complicated than they were in like the late '90s, early 2000s. I think they caught up. I mean, yeah, I think they're just benefiting from the fact that Volkswagen has like good products now, more or less. Like the 2.0, you know, FSI motors, mm-hmm. I think, are developed enough that they don't have major faults. Like the 1.8Ts, yeah. if you don't maintain them, they tend to blow up and give Audi a bad name. Even if you do maintain them, sometimes they blow up. But well, uh, and that's the main reason that they're not running the 4.2 and everything anymore, and they've been pushing the the 3.6 is because the 4.2 has been wildly unreliable because of the uh, the tensioners that they have on the um, on the uh, timing chains. Yeah, yeah, if you look at the chains on that motor, it's like <laughs> they way overbuilt the entire timing system, and then they put cheap tensioners in it, and they're like, oh yeah, we forgot those break too. That's pretty Audi of them. Do they have aftermarket tensioners you can buy and put them on there? I'm sure. Yes, but you have to take solutions. the entire car out of the vehicle, which yep. is why an S4 is scrap. It's hard to take the car out of the vehicle. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. So uh, I did the maintenance, and yeah, you pull the whole front end off. On the one hand, it's, it's like design. taking the bitch out of a Yale student, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
but yeah, you gotta you you have to disassemble almost the entire car to fix it. It's it's pretty fun. Yeah, you you just pull the whole front bumper off and you lay it on the ground. It's kind of fun. And then you cry. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you kind of like, yes, I have well, disrobed you. On the V8, <laughs> the, the, the stupid thing is, is on the V8, they put the, ti- they put the timing chain towards the firewall. Well, I mean, if you were Audi, that's how you would do it, too. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make it easy. How are you going to have an, like, an endless supply of Audi, people Audi repairing their cars money. repaired? Yeah. Right? It's like their currency is complaints about their liability. <laughs> yeah. But they want to keep that service money coming in. So, of course, you put the engine in backwards. Yeah. It's That's insane. Yeah. It makes no sense. Um, how do your uh, how do your fares like that car? Uh, most of them dig it, I think. You know, I, everyone's actually relatively often in L.A. You get someone who's like, oh, yeah, bro, I used to have one of these. They're sick. Oh, they're, they're so cool, dude. I had the, the Quattro, man. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of They just get in the car, though. They're like, yeah, cool. take me to this place. Yeah, somewhere. most of the yeah. time. But it, uh, you'd be surprised how many people are like, ooh, we weren't expecting an Audi. And I was like, I, I don't know why you're why are you excited. I, I kind of <laughs> get that. Though, because I remember back in like year, like 10 years ago when you'd get a cab, like a regular cab prior to all this yeah. fancy internet shit. Um, and every once in a while you get like a Mercedes and you'd be ooh. like, ooh, okay, I'll take an E-Class over a yeah. to shit. Oh yeah, know, Crown Vic. No, I mean, in the grand scale of things, it's kind of nice. I, I guess it's because I know it, and I know it's like not that nice. That, and then no, I go over like, have, the rough roads, and it like yeah, rattles and but shit. That's that's curb appeal. That's brand cachet. That's why people keep yeah. buying used cachet. luxury cars because they're like, oh, it's an Audi. You're like, you don't know how cheap and bad these are. Meanwhile, <laughs> the uh, brand new Accord that I took back uh, as an Uber to my house from the bank today was probably. At least as nice as most of the new oh, A4s yeah. and A3s. Well, the back right. seat of mine, too, is kind of small, Yeah, i got to say. Yep. And every once in a while, you get like someone who's like tall or thinks they're tall in the front seat, and then they put the front seat back, mm-hmm. and then that person gets in, they're like, I can't get in the car. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. And I'm like crippled kind of still, so I can't really fix it that quickly. Totally forgot about that. Yeah. I'm supposed to be wearing my back brace. I'm not. It's because I'm, I'm cool. No, you're not. Do you see my shades <laughs> coming down? You'll deal with it. Sweet, like any wearing like your seven up jacket or shirt, then yo K and N dog repping K and N. Am I just saying K and N? Do I get font? Do I get twenty dollars every time? Because soda, K&N? dude, it's nostalgic. Maybe I don't know. We Kids, haven't gotten soda. twenty dollars from K and N yet. Uh, have you talked about your accident? Do people? Well, I mean, people, if you don't, you should know who Corbin is, or you do by now. But in case you don't, Zero Fox RX Seven. He built that gray RX Seven video you've seen. You're gonna go, oh, it's that guy because the they can't see your face. Can't forget Jetamino. The unstoppable. Yes. The unstoppable. Yeah. Unflappable. He's more the several fucks given gentlemen than the zero fucks yeah, given gentlemen no, that there were many to be there were there were many given there's many being given on the rolls the jet amino was pretty few fucks <laughs> it was whoa it was whoa no but all of your fucks are done whoa. jeff's gonna be like how many times you guys gonna say that are like on purpose but they're hilarious you're like we're gonna put big tires in the front yeah and bike tires in the back i mean oversteer there was a reason for that right i mean yeah it was for an autocross we, we set it up to do autocross that was the setup that matt drove it on as the autocross setup there's also four square bmw bottle caps with like decent rubber that and it handles much more like normally that almost seems run. like that would be the autocross setup uh i mean if you want to be boring autocross yeah i mean whether the crazy skinny fat setup is like actually faster than autocross is debatable i, I guess we'll call it the um the, the hoon I, setup. i'd call it more fun i think it's autocross the hoon is kind of like in, yeah i mean don't get wrong we, sterile uh, e- yes yeah, well that car's never going to be sterile and serious i mean you took yeah. all of the teutonic like all the Teutonic indifference out of it when you turned it oh, into yeah. an El Camino. Yeah, I mean, it know? was a base model TDI. They're all base models in the U.S. because if you buy a diesel, of course, you're very sensible. And you wouldn't pay for all these fripperies. Right. 
but uh yeah no we kept the, uh, there's a lot of like work there's actually a lot of money in that car a lot more than i i don't think david kept track of it but like it's the easier cage. that way but <laughs> That, that roll cage itself was not that cheap. We went to a guy and he's like, "All right, well, I can weld steel plates here and tie in towers and I'll tie in the roof." And you know what? The, that's money well spent. Oh yeah, roll no, cage that was money important. Is always money. money well oh, spent. Oh yeah, that was good. But I'm just saying, yeah. here and there, I almost built a baffled oil pan for it, but I stopped just short of that. So, what are you slipping in your old age? Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was a little worried about you, oil starvation. You must say why, but with you, there is never you never ask why. You just do it. Uh, of course, I ask why. That's the important. You have to have a why. Why baffle oil pan makes sense because you have Z2 tires that are 265 up front now. I mean, that thing's pulling a lot of G, and that that 1.9 TDI was not designed to go around corners. No, that's what I'm saying. That that makes sense in the mod in the sense of things yeah. you would build. Yeah. So I'm surprised you pulled back on that. No, I just didn't have time, and oh, I didn't. Okay. I the. I stopped caring that much when the tires kind of ran out of tread. It happens. I can see why that would happen. The same reason I never got to the flares on the the, uh, the 7 before you guys filmed it. Yeah. There's supposed to be like a whole, you know, the extra mod list and never got done. Right. Probably a good thing in retrospect. But yeah. So how far along is So you've been working on the rolls since for quite a while, for at least a year, right? Yeah, since I got, well, I got it like, what, two or three months after I sold? No, like the same time I sold the 7, I got the rolls within a few yeah. days. So a month after they filmed the 7, I guess. I've right. That's like rolls. two years. So for That's the uninitiated, what rolls did you buy? 1979 Silver Shadow 2. Dos. Mm-hmm. Make it rain. I'm making it rain. Tears. And what have you done to it thus far? Uh, thus far, it's not a big list, uh, unfortunately, because I went to school in San Jose for a while and I couldn't really work on it. I drove it around and it was hilarious, but um, pulled a bunch of stuff out. I have a fuel cell mounted in the back now, radiator sitting in my garage, got the hookup from CSF. Yo! Um, mm-hmm. About to rent mount the radiator in the trunk, fuel cells in the trunk, have the racing seats in it, uh, pulled the bumpers off, pulled other stuff off. All, all the AC is finally gone. Today I actually just pulled out the evaporator. Um yeah, it's you were like the first modern, you know, owner of that vehicle that had ever go. No, I don't want the AC anymore. Yeah, right. Well, I'm gonna I'm on some future Facebook status. I'm gonna have to like do some kind of like Bane quote about not not knowing the AC until I was a man or something. You know, <laughs> you had to climb out of the you had to climb out of like the the sinkhole, the well. Yeah, the sinkhole. How, it, how was it? Just like was it a ton of AC plumbing? Was it way bigger? And yeah, there's a lot of AC. Well, second? the compressor itself was in the worst possible spot and it weighed like 40 pounds. It was all the way at the front of the vehicle, obviously, kind of obviously, but it was on top of the engine, dead Isn't top that of like the engine. Isn't like an old old GM compressor? Yeah, something? it's an old GM P- POS, big like. Yeah, so it iron. weighs like 45 pounds. Yeah, it's literally like 45. Pounds. And the top of the engine is the coldest part, though, so it makes sense <laughs> that they put it there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, that's why we put turbos there now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keeps well, you cold. Well, they use it to well, cool yeah. the fuel. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but the AC system runs, the fuel lines run through the AC system. Whoa. To Whoa. quell vapor lock, I'm assuming? Yeah, actually, I think it's more of a vapor lock. But yeah, it's it, they literally run fuel lines yeah, through the AC out of the compressor. Oh, yeah, that'd be, wow. that car was carbureted, wasn't it? Boom. Yeah, twin HIF7s, which are <laughs> just SUs, and they're like tiny. So... Are you going to go injected with that car eventually? Or? What's going to, but even after sponsorship, which uh, rubbed me the wrong way, Megascore was like $2,000 for the setup I wanted, which would have been a full sequential spark and fuel. And yeah, it would have been cool, but, um, and then fabricate manifold and this, that, and the other. So I have a Holly 750 at the carb shop right now being converted to blow through and for handling mods. So. So you can do turbo into, into carburetor. Turbo through a carb. Wow. Old school. We tested, well, tested, whatever. We filmed a Dart um, 
or Valiant with with Musto that was supercharged into the carburetor. Yeah, yeah. It did not work very well. That's, that was this dude's fault. Okay. He, he put it on like a week before. It was, uh, it was well, classic film story. It was like, yeah. well, we just got it on. Da, 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 da. But I just remember opening it, and it's like my high school brain around old cars just saw like supercharger going into – I was like, that doesn't – that can't be that good. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it can be pretty. When good. When it's set up right, it's better. So is it, than like, was it a centrifugal supercharger? Or was it a or yeah, was it curious. centrifugal? It has to be centrifugal. Kind yeah, of. yeah. It was, so it was. Yeah. So it was over there, and it's got to you know go yeah. a couple feet, and then there's just this tube that he just stuck over. Yeah, there, not under glue. Yeah, just stuck the bonnet on there. It was not Those aren't cheap, actually. No, no. I'm kind of getting disturbed now by these. I knew it was going to nickel and dime me, but even just that little hat, and that's like 200 bucks for one of those things. So. Because they yeah. know that you want it. That's why I that's go broke very quickly. See, now this is just why you need a full mill. And a couple of blocks of uh, 6061. And that would be, be nice. Yeah, that would be nice. That'd Ideally, be have a CFD program also. But you, you know. uh, this dude we we went and met in New Zealand, which I know everybody listened to last week. Uh, he just he found that he can get parts manufactured in China. Ooh. It's the cheapest thing he did. Ooh. So he had spindles and stuff uh, milled from aluminum based on CAD designs he did. He sent them to China and sent them to him. It was way cheaper. Than That's kind of snazzy. Yeah, there's some rapid prototyping shops that you can just yeah, yeah. you just send them SolidWorks files yep. and they'll just and then they he had a it back to bunch you. of stuff made. He had titanium uh, hubs made in China and a whole bunch of other parts I don't understand because he's much smarter than me. And Sounds kind of high quality. You, you, would, you would nerd out on this dude. He built a rally car from zero. SolidWorks design, pressed his own carbon fiber panels for the Ooh. whole body. Mid-engine, like he built the engine. He's like, I would have built the transmission, but, it, you know, in hindsight, I wish I'd done that. I mean, serious craziness. Sounds Pretty like cool. he knows what's up. Pretty cool, yeah. Well, it also out. helps when you have a nearly unlimited budget, too. Yeah, but yeah, that's – okay, I'm going to take – I'm going to fight against that, though, because everyone on the internet said that, and no one that complained – it. he gave him the resources – but like the knowledge and motivation is not in a paycheck or it's not in a bank account. Yeah. No, no. But I'd go full retard, and I'm sure you would too if you had the funds to do so. It does. It allowed yep. him to do this thing, but he's smart as fuck. So yeah, I just I just want to. I don't want people to take away from. No, no, no. And I don't. You know, he's obviously a super talented guy because I've seen the work. Yeah, it is fucking nutty. But yeah, I mean, it's it's it really helps to have. Be able to buy the right tools. Yeah, of course, nice. it does. My, kind of my build actually completely changed. Yeah, when I lost the the fund, not lost the funding. When the when the possibility of the money was was clearly past the point at which the guy was going to fund this build, I completely changed everything. It all switched. That's actually I forgot, but that is why it was not fuel injected, and that's why my transmission is what it is, and that's why yeah everything changed. And what is the transmission? Uh, Ford T nineteen. Ooh, that's uh... don't don't. Yeah. Whatever you're going to say, don't say it, because I literally got a call from my cousin the other night. I'm sitting on the couch. My back's still kind of in pain. This is back when I had some yeah. pain still from the crash. Uh, I guess I still kind of do. But anyway, and he literally calls me up from Oakland. This guy's awesome. Uh, I have to, like, I don't know, document him someday. He's, he's the coolest guy. I was telling you about him the other night. Anyway, yeah. and he called me up, and he's in a transmission shop. He's all like... Hey man, what are you gonna do for your transmission? And I was like, Oh, I'm using a Ford T19. And then you hear him, he's like, Oh, he's using a T19. Everyone's like, Oh, you're stupid. Ah, oh, you're, you're stupid. I wasn't gonna say you're stupid. <laughs> I'm gonna say that's gonna be a little ch- bit of a challenge. Well, okay. I mean, you can say that. But that's, that's nothing that's new for you. I know that. Yeah, but. it's not that bad. Uh, because I actually found a. Oh God, there's a. Oh, I didn't want to be reminded of like the stupid things that are occurring right now. Trying to get a bell housing, but I found a guy who did make a Buick Nailhead to T19 bell housing. 
that uses a nailhead bell housing pattern? The Rolls-Royce, actually, yes. It uses one side as a Rolls-Royce block, and the other side of the factory adapter, which comes with a crank spacer block. The other side is a, bit, is a nailhead. It's a Buick Late model that. nailhead. Yeah. So random. So what? weird. Why? Because someone found a sheet of paper that had a design. In 1948, and... there was a transmission <laughs> that they had that they had bought, and they kept that pattern since, I'm sure. I think someone, I think like a GI brought a car over and left it there, and then they found it. Yeah. Like, oh! I don't know. Yeah. Actually, my only thought on that is that because they use a TH400 uh, transmission, um, and when that motor was being developed, the nail head was still relevant. It was pretty much the end of its life, but it's still relevant. So I'm sure they're yeah, like, was, yeah. oh, okay, well, TH400, oh, what, can you, what bell housings can you cast? Oh, nail head, oh, oh, jolly good. There you go. And then now I can, but I fit, figured it out like two and a half years later that it's a nail head. Took me a so long how, time. So you've got coolings in, fuel cells in. Kind of. Kind of. Cooling's okay. ready to be in. It's going to be easy. I'm just cutting a giant hole in my like priceless quarter panel. Do you have a timeline goal or a, a, a finish date that you think is actually possible? It'd be really nice to get it on the road by the end of the semester, and that's very possibly doable. Because I have the entirety of my fuel system minus lines, which I'm going to have made at Army Brothers in my room, like sitting there, the pump, the filter. Um, I mean, the tank's already in there. What I have a few other bits and bobs. Oh, the little carb... It's the stuff like this. Instead of the nickel and dime, the little thing that bolts onto the carb that has the two lines comes mm-hmm. off the fuel. Oh, yeah, and the, the air motor of the pressure regulator. Because on the 7, I had a really cheap pressure regulator, and it would never hold pressure. And I was so bothered at that thing. Do you have turbos already? Yeah, turbos in my room. It's from the same cousin who called me up to make fun of my transmission. And, and what is the turbo? Uh, it's a bullseye power. I don't remember the model. It's basically a modified Borg Warner S362 turbo. It's big enough. And it has twin scroll. So, I'm so what is that, like 60-some-odd millimeter? It's like 64 on the intake, I want to say. 64 mil-ish. That's nice. It's that's, big enough. That's big enough. What's Good. the displacement on the engine? Uh, 6.75 liters. Oh, that's right. Six and three-quarter. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, that'll be a good starter turbo on that because that might, but it'll spool quickly. I actually want a smaller one. Really? Kind of. Yeah. I, I want. To, I don't want to necessarily a smaller one, but I really, really want ball bearings on that because my power band's going to be like tiny. Yeah. Uh, I want it to spool by 2000. If it doesn't spool by 2000, it's going to be really hard to drive that car quickly mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm, and I'm done at 4000, 4500. That's it. So. If I don't hit full boost at two, it's going to be like, wait for it, wait for it. Whoa! You're going to have all the joy of driving a driving a diesel engine, but without any of the fuel exactly. economy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Good job, <laughs> Rolls-Royce. Yeah, it's a cool project. Are you doing, are you doing handbrake? Handbrake? I'll get there eventually. Yeah. Right now, I have to figure out foot brake is the difficult part. I've been talking with my engineering. A friend of mine is doing engineering for a Formula car, and he's doing the brake system. And he's like, oh, well, get me a max deceleration G and try to get me some, like, pad areas. And we'll, we'll go find some line pressures and get some motion, like, pedal ratios. And I'm like, yay. Basically, I'm trying to figure out whether I can go full manual brakes or not. That's the question. Wow. Mm-hmm. That would probably take, that would take some legwork. Depends. I mean, it's a big, big-ass car. Yeah. You know, it's even stripped down, it's probably going to weigh, like, 4,000 at least, right? Yeah, probably 4, 4K is my, my kind of goal weight. That's my target weight. <laughs> so your target weight is Hellcat. Basically, yes, is lighter than a Z, ZL1 Camaro, so there's that. Really, like a you're like a like a seven foot tall Samoan. It's like, well, you know, what's your target weight? Like a new trainer, and he's like two forty, and it's okay, yeah. okay, four thousand, okay. yeah, you know, and it'll still have most of the interior. I think that's passable. That's rad. I I can't wait, dude. I think it's gonna be so sick. I'm gonna get so many ladies. You probably staring won't. at me, I'm wondering <laughs> why I did what I did. But the ones you get will be awesome. They'll actually, be quality. Actually, the plan, what I really want to do, call up Lyft when I'm done and say, "Look, I know this is older than your technical requirement. Like, 
cut me a deal, let me drive Lyft with the rolls. Because how cool would that be? That'd be really cool. That would be They'd rad. be like, we're going to get have, sued. And if they don't, I have connections to the very top of Uber. Yeah. So. I, I can't imagine a company yeah. that big would be like, yeah, well, sure. No, no. They've got a sense of humor about things. I know, but don't they have like the uh, litigation stuff that they have to worry about? the cars Yeah, but they the also, they make like, they make exceptions for, for special promotional event. shit. For like cool guys. When uh, Dead Mouse did all his shit, like none of those cars fit into their normal. Oh, right. That's true. That mm. is that is true. I wasn't mm-hmm. aware of his promotion stuff, so that's why. This has got four doors and four seats, man. This is taxi. Practically you're taxi. actually closer to, other than the year, you're closer to the spec than those cars were. So Yeah, so there you go. That's pretty crazy. Boom. Um, so is there, can you actually, so can you actually make decent money doing the lift thing? Yeah, it comes out to, I don't know. I mean, you don't have to tell me specifics, but it's it's actually a livable wage. Yeah. No, I mean, I do want to throw out a number, an approximate number that I found. The, the issue, I think, is that you can really only make this money LA or SF and not all the time. SF's the place. SF, there's as much money as you want to make. Yeah. But um, LA, yeah, you can go like, I don't know, 20 bucks an hour when the business is good up to maybe even more than that, 30 bucks an hour. And that's net after they take what they take um, after gas, depending on what you're driving. So, yeah, you can probably do 30 an hour if you had, like, a diesel and you worked 30 to 50, which is when they start cutting down what they pull off their your money. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's good. It's decent. Dear JF, I quit. Lift <laughs> <laughs> drive in my crown. I mean, I, I don't want to say you, you, you fools are, like, working for peanuts while I'm, like, swagging my Audi, but that's clearly the case. Well, <laughs> part of that sentence is totally true. Um, the first part, definitely. Uh, I, but but I'm swagging on my Audi. No, no, I know you are. Wait, oh, they, I guess they're both true. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Did, I didn't sleep enough. Perfect, perfect. Well, I tip my cat. Perfect situation. And I, I vape my, my Audi. You vape your Audi? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. No. You shouldn't say that at all. <laughs> no, no it's, it's like a joke specifically for a friend of mine. That's okay. like one of our running gags. For he, anyone he, else, they're just like, did you just gonna... say he, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, he's not going to listen to this. He's but... illicit substances while driving. No. Anyway, what's going on in normal car world? Normal car world? Oh, Jesus. Uh, not a lot right now. I mean, we're waiting on Geneva. So that's that seems like there's going to be a lot of stuff. There'll be a lot of expensive things coming out there that uh, we can't afford. Yeah. Um, uh, Koenigsegg will be releasing something special. The one one. Uh, well, no, they've got the the new car, the electric car. They're going electric. Yes, they're going to have a full electric car. Oh, did you hear that? I, I cared briefly for a moment, but now I'm now, and I'm over it. <laughs> you would you would you would have a good conversation with the Koenigsegg boys. Well, I'm sure. Well, I mean, the engineering would interest you, but uh, you know, but like, when it's like, but then it goes. <laughs> This is a $1.5 million car. What am I going to do? Uh, one point, what, one and a half million with like electric yeah. motors in it? Mm, yeah, probably. Oh. Yeah. Uh, makes me feel weird. Doesn't make me feel good inside. I don't know. Electric's fun. I I have no problem with electric whatsoever. Yeah. No, I think it's there's cool. room for both. I think it's good for like dailies, actually. I just, I and like it for commuting. Awesome. Dailies. Yep. Yep. But I don't know how I feel about it for like things that are supposed to like be emotive. I still yeah. don't know how I feel about that. I like the electric motard. I've seen uh, that's cool. No, that has and that has fun. application. Well, that that is in direct like um, corroboration of the mission of a motard to do really stupid things and not get caught. So totally, and it's know, lighter. The one I saw sense. was like two hundred eighty pounds. It's lighter than a motorcycle, like a gas motorcycle. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. Well, stuff. depends, but yeah, no, two eighty is like well, a pretty. Standard. And of course, the great thing is on a bike is the maintenance that you normally incur with a motorcycle. That more frequent maintenance in a car, anyway, goes out the window. Yeah. Yep. The uh, um, the dream with Thaddeus is to put is we get those and then put lights on them and run mountain bike trails at night. Yeah, silent place. 
<laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's all about doing, so doing dumb stuff, not yeah, going to jump stairs and stuff. Like, do you guys know about the dirt track that's somewhere around El Segundo? The Devil's, what is it? Devil's, not Devil's Punch Bowl. It's, um, I don't remember the name of it, but some random lift passenger was telling me about it, and I actually knew about it already. No. You go on the train tracks, and then you, like, do this crazy hill climb, and then you drop into this, like, little dirt playground. Ooh. What? How did I not know this? I live in that area. One did not know. This is like, it's like Grand Theft Auto. It's One does not simply. <laughs> you go in the tunnel. One does not simply motard upon this place. Yeah, I don't, if you look on Google Maps, the only place you can see, you can't see it from the streets or anywhere else. You'd never, I'd know it was there. Or I guess if you live in the area and you happen to know the lore, but... Yeah, somewhere by train tracks, you just take your motor and you go up this hill. And a friend and I, a friend and I, almost did that once. But then the cops were like pulling someone over on the freeway, which was like right next to here, and we're like, maybe we shouldn't do this right in front. Can of you the get cop. a car up there? Or is the trail too no, too small? Uh, if the only entrance is the one I saw, I don't think so. Okay, scooter. What if you have giant balls? Yeah, I mean, right. if you had like and a Crown Vic, like I mean, hammers, oh, or a Crown Vic, you can do anything. I'm taking my scooter up there. Yeah. Hit it. Scooter it up. Hey, it'll do it. I'm yeah, sure. I know. Well. No, some random lift passenger was like, I remember back in the day when I used to go and play around in here. And I was like, I know what you speak of, sir. I know. I'm in your club. The first rule of Devil's Dirt Track <laughs> is you talk about <laughs> lift. You only talk about it in lift. Oh, lift always wants to take you into an alley, too. I just want to say that. What do you mean? Like, it's got a thing for alleys. It's like, oh, pick this person up. Go in the alley. Go in the alley. You like the alley. Like, yeah. It tells no, seriously. It's like it shows you the line, and you zoom in, and you zoom in, and you and it wants you to be in the alley every, almost every time. Hmm. It's really weird. Very strange. Uh, yeah, uh, are they trying to keep the amount of lift business under wraps? Is that like I what's going on? no idea. I think they just – it's some kind of thing where if it's – they just pick the closest road to wherever they hit, like, call ride, and oftentimes I guess they're closer to the alley. Okay. I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it makes sense. It's just – it's really strange, and it's starting to bother me, so – Anyway, I mean, not like I couldn't use, like, my actual deductive abilities to just go on the street instead. Right. It seems like you'd probably be able to figure that out, because you drive there on the street. I just follow the route. I don't, you don't think, you just follow the route. Is the whole route alleys? You just follow the route. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, no. Oh, God. That just reminds me of when I was turning down the alley and I saw some random girl peeing on the sidewalk. You start getting the memories back, you know, as you talk about this. And <laughs> that's, that was weird. To be fair, if you're in the right town, you can see that anywhere, not just the alley. <laughs> like Santa Barbara, <laughs> Friday night in uh, Isla Vista. That's just everywhere. Well, yeah. yeah. That's part of the charm. And if you go to Santa Monica, it's all the time, too. It's just going to be homeless people. I was in Santa Monica. Yeah. yeah. That's where it happened. Real stories. Yeah. Really there's, a, there's a lack of readily available public restrooms in Santa Monica. Yeah, I, can I think see that's that. the core of that problem. That yeah. homeless. To, thing, to be but. fair, she was like well off the street. It was just a very random coincidence that I was turning down said alley as she was doing. Actually, I think I was going the wrong way down. So I don't know. I'm <laughs> maybe a cab she, driver. Maybe now. she hit lift. I don't know. Maybe she. She was like, oh, that was faster than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. That would be great. Just hold on a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, sometimes, we're good. Sometimes you hit Uber and it's like. Two minutes. You're like, damn. And then I get, I get a text that's like, I'm downstairs. I'm like, holy shit, I'm not even out of my apartment yet. Yeah. No, sometimes it's like... I'm peeing in the grass down, right now. Yeah, it's Meanwhile, down the street. if you talk to anybody that lives outside of a major city like this, they're like, yeah, I waited 45 minutes and they still weren't here. And I'm like, yeah, move somewhere more populated. Well, I mean, that's what cabs used to do. Stop so. living in the country, ex. <laughs> Last time I was in San Francisco, I, I called a cab 40 minutes later after they said it would be there. It didn't show up. We called the company and they were like, oh, Sorry. I've had major problems with that, like almost missing flights just because sometimes, you know, you call a cab ride like the night before just to make sure they're going to be there on time in the fucking morning. 
and then they just don't show up. So you're left scrambling. By the time you figure out this guy's not coming, then you got to call mm-hmm. and find somebody else to get there and be like, oh, it's kind of a crapshoot. And I don't live, what, six miles from the airport. So it's kind of silly. But, I mean, when I was taking a ride today, I mean, it was, we were talking about it, and it's just like the cab companies have brought this on themselves. The shitty has been so – the the service has been so shitty for so long with the cabs that they've kind of left no option but for people like – Lyft and Uber to come along and totally. just eat their lunch. Totally. Take it into our own hands. That's really, and that's why capitalism. Capitalism. I mean, it is. It's, yeah, no. It, it's helped so much. I hate, I don't call cabs anymore. They were terrible at their well, job. I've had my credit card stolen twice in cabs in San Francisco. My bad. So. <laughs> my bad. Yeah. But thanks for all the nice stuff I bought. Hey. Hey. Uh, have you gone and well, – that's too much of a local reference. I, wanna, I don't want to talk about that. Oh. Um, I don't know what's new in your automotive world. Are you doing engineering uh, school still? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if I if events transpire soon, if the right events transpire, I will take myself a nice break from the school thing. Are you becoming a king in Game of Thrones? Because that's what that sentence sounds like. Pretty. I I haven't seen it. I, I can't. If the events transpire, that I have full seen. <laughs> oh, is that? Did I just accidentally? Something oh, like that. All right. Events that's transpire. Awesome. Yeah, no, if, if, um, I guess I can kind of, I just, I want to be careful mentioning things. That's okay. Yeah. Is it, probably, is it the thing? I, I well, one, one I can mention, well, one I can mention is, um, write apart. I'm apparently going to be writing and writing for write apart. Awesome. Um, yeah, which is cool, except I have to get myself a bike again. But for oh, now, I'm writing. That's a, an interesting caveat. Yeah, I'm actually writing something right now about my crash, um, which is fun. You know, I get to relive that in my room. Mm-hmm. You know, three or four cigarettes hanging out of my mouth. Over Bottle of Jack. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to go full Thompson on this one. That's kind of what you have to do. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Corbin doesn't drink. Underwear Corbin, stained. Anything, so. Yeah, I don't know. Underwear stained. Well, I mean, that's, Alligator I mean, that's sweat. the only way sweat to write. Sweat. Yeah. Alligator tail with a recorder taped to the side of your head. I mean, the only reason Jeff is ascending to the echelons of auto journalism he is is because he owns one pair of underwear, doesn't wash it. There we go. It's like, uh, you know, like lucky baseball stuff. Yeah. So now I'm... That's I'm how three sheets to baseball. the wind in a new Mercedes. <laughs> what? Um, I don't know. How do you feel after your crash? How do you feel about riding after your crash, let's say? Uh, I wasn't kind of in a rush to get back into it, and I would not have been had this whole ride apart thing not transpire i want to say it's transpired but ha- had it not been transpiring i wouldn't be looking at bikes right now right i'd be kind of waiting yeah. all that at the same time the traffic i was just in was like killing me inside so i guess motorcycling kills me outside not inside but it does so. <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, traffic kills me figuratively but motorcycles kill me literally, literally. so it's a, it's a it's a it's a balance yeah so you had the conversation with your folks about possibly getting back on a bike because i know yeah you, zach you've had quite the few arguments with uh with your mom oh that, that wasn't an argument that's a, that was a one-sided discussion i was and i said okay at the end of it it was like, oh. it was like yeah. yeah yeah well while i was in the the hospital there my, my mom came around and she started telling me about how dangerous it is and, and et cetera, et cetera. You can die. And, oh, what if you had been paralyzed? I'm like... You take off your oxygen mask and go, no shit. <laughs> I, was surprised. I was like, I, I understand. Do you see where I... Do you see you what type on your keyboard and it says, you don't say. <laughs> that was pretty much it. I'm like, are you having this conversation with me right now? It's like I just suffered a traumatic event and like, I'm doing okay. I'm like holding it together, but this is not... This is a conversation you can wait for another yeah, day. Like, this is not She's like, well, I wanted to take the opportunity while you were like laying here in pain, and I was like, "Thank you, mother." You can't escape this conversation. Yeah, so you know, it's it's 
No, I won't bring up what my uncle said about my mother one time. Anyway, yeah, uh, it hurt, but I'm going to get back on a bike, it looks like. Um, and then I might still get on to the, um, probably, I don't know, at some point in the future, I either will or will not be hosting Hot Rod Garage. So, um, I can't really, I can't truly comment as to whether it is probable or improbable. Don't confirm or deny. I, I wish I, I mean, I kind of wish I could. I, I just, I've been down there and I've talked to the people down there and they're cool and I, I want to do it and I think I can do it, but it is. I'll reserve my excitement and support for you being the perfect choice for this job until it happens or does not happen. Right. So, but so if that, basically if that occurs and the right apart keeps occurring if it if it pans out i guess yeah it looks like it's going through i just i've had a lot of weird stuff happen lately Mm. or in the years between the seven and now i've had a lot of you know things supposed to happen didn't happen but if those happen and i lift i'm just gonna be like rolling in dough fuck it and i'm gonna just just gonna just gonna throw my my stacks around Mm -hmm. no i will i will not throw them around actually i will retain my stacks and i will use them to further my own goals the stack goes when you oh No, I mean, but he, that would be the path to take. The, this kid that built the rally car, the deal he made with his parents is like, look, I could go to college or I could take that money and do this. I like that. And My parents would never go for that, but I appreciate that. He, I, th- I that. think he probably presented them with, like, CAD designs. And right. they were like, oh, you're real. So, yeah, well, you know. I mean, his parents sound like they acknowledge his, his intelligence and they his did. ability in mind. I think he probably, after he built, like, the Magneto floating orb and held them in it, and he was like, I'm smarter than you. And they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, you are. Yeah, uh, my parents are slowly getting there, but I don't think they they want to, uh, you know. I got to go for it, man. Go to school. And then maybe, I don't know, motorcycles. I never actually formally told my parents that I dropped out of college. I just kind of did it. Yeah, and well, this is the opportunity I've been waiting for, basically. Absolutely. You know, as far as at this point, they might even go, hey, buddy, you might go back next semester. <laughs> I don't know. It's been, uh, what's it been? Ten years. I want to say that Hot Rod would be safer, but after seeing what they do on uh, Roadkill, wildly unsafe. Most of those cars. My body is. And ready. I, w- I would get in them all the time. I would do everything that they do with them too, just compared to motorcycles. It's yeah. Funny. My body is ready. Uh, my physical form <laughs> cannot be bothered to be concerned. Well, you're clearly impervious to any sort of damage. Yeah. Look, I, I like, almost died on a motorcycle, but I didn't. That does make you feel. Oh, kind we, of call this, we call this. We call this Morning Star Syndrome. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. What, what did he? He, did he, he got in a car. He got in a bad car accident. Not oh. his fault. He rolled a car like twice on oh. the 105. Oh. And then several days later, was like, I can't die. And we're like, Oh shit! <laughs> like that's that's when you do. I don't feel like I can't die as much as I. I don't know. It's like I almost died, but I'm like, eh, I still got to ride. I'll just probably ride a, a little less. Yeah. See, that's the thing is that. What are you, 20 now? 23. 23. Coming on 24, actually. Really? Pretty soon. So after wow, 23, time went by quickly. Oh, okay. Wow. Time went by really fucking quickly. That's right, old, that's right, old dudes. Uh, yeah. Uh, Insert reminiscen montage and continue. Yeah, this is the one thing is about getting, like, hurting yourself like that when you're still in your early 20s. It's like you're still bendy and you're, like, yeah. made out of, like, silly putty. I didn't bend. <laughs> I didn't bend at all. No, but imagine how much fucking harder off you'd be if you'd crash now. Oh, yeah, because it's going to be far worse yeah. shape. I mean, than it's I a 10-year difference, but that 10-year difference is all the thing oh, in yeah. the world. No, I mean, uh, it, I I was kind of amazed at how fast my body was like, nah. I mean, at my, at my mind, I was like, nah. Like, I'm not going to be injured. Cease. <laughs> 
ceased to be injured and it, it my body was like All i was talking right, okay. like three weeks ago and you're like yeah they want me to wear this back brace and i'm like do it and you're like i don't know and I mean, that I've, was i've been wearing weeks it. ago they, they died they, i went back and they're like oh your, your back is healing fine and i, I mostly mm-hmm. wear it but yeah. at this point i mean if i keep my back straight on so what were the true. extent of the injury to your back um i had compression fractures on my lower five vertebrae uh, i'm technically i think i'm permanently shorter than i was uh and i had two pelvic fractures on the uh oh god i never remember it's a pubic bone it's one i don't remember the technical name for it but kind of the front lower part of your pelvis kind of the end both snapped and fucking yeah walking was not good for a while it's not good. Ow. That does not sound comfortable. That sounds wildly painful. Yeah, it was it was pretty painful, so we'll see. And then um I remember my friend's mom was like, Oh, you better find yourself a, a wife now before your back gets worse. She didn't talk like that. You're like, maybe I'll find her after my pelvis heals because <laughs> <laughs> I walked in with the cane because I, mean, I was pretty useless. Yeah, I was using the cane and she was all like, Oh, before you you know, you have your later on the injuries come back and I was like, Wow, like okay. Thanks for the vote of confidence. Yeah, you better Thank lock you. yourself into this life. Life of like domestication, I, I will say rather than continue to live fruitfully after as long having as you can. fucked you know? up my knee and needing to walk with a cane for a couple of months. The cane is a conversation starter, it but is. I would not say that it is one that actually is uh, is an appealing trait. No, in yeah. a thirty year old gentleman, I don't know. I actually really thought it was bitching, but apparently you can't carry. My friend was convinced. My friend with the Mustang that you might have seen on. Um, one take the black mustang yeah. guy who's a who's a friend of mine it's funny i've actually driven that car before a long time i've been watching that car and making fun of his choices to modify it ever you know for years but uh yeah he was saying you apparently can't carry a cane with a prescription because if it's a weapon and the cops can, can like stop you and be like well, you were carrying a deadly weapon without a prescription i don't know if that's true i mean i don't know he's a mustang I... driver so he can't really be trusted <laughs> <laughs> yeah i had a foldy cane so i don't think anybody was going to misconstrue okay. that as a uh you know, not like a blind man foldy cane, but like the old man foldy cane. Right, yeah. So I don't think anybody was going to uh, misconstrue that as a weapon. I think they were going to look at that and just go, oh, that's pathetic. Yeah. Well, I borrowed that one, and if you hit someone with it, it would just, it would just bend in the middle and right. then like pack up and fit in your pocket. Cause it yeah. Was, like, it had elastic lines in it, so. Yeah, mine was, was solid fun. metal. It was cool. I felt cool. I, just, I have no justification now to have it. You said to have the swag and the hat with it. Yo. See, I think if you've got the real cane, though, and you've got the prescription and all that, I think you have to go sword cane. Yes, definitely. Yeah, at that point you might as well. Because what are they going to say? It's a prescription sword cane. Prescription. (laughs) (laughs) Really difficult for me to open car doors without my my sword. Have you seen my estate? (laughs) Have you seen the characters that frequent my estate? You have. If you have a sword cane, I think you get like a thirty percent off coupon on like a cape. (laughs) (laughs) They asked me to start on Game of Thrones, and I didn't have to do a thing. Exactly. I simply walked in. Events have transpired. And I don't mean like a Superman cape, but I mean like the one with the ruffles at the top. I think everyone knew because you said sword. I'll get there eventually. If Superman showed up with a sword, everyone would be like, what what are you doing right now? And he'd be like, I'm playing make-believe. I think when I drive the Rolls Royce, I should wear a cape. I have to get a monocle. I'll just bust out one of the, the lenses monocle, from my glasses. Yeah, the monocle works. you got to do that. Those glasses are still around, so I, I'm just going to bust out a lens and boom, monocle glasses. And you have to keep at least one jar of Grey Poupon on you at any time because some jackass kid's going to come up thinking that's hilarious, and then you're going to go, yes, here. Well, I already did that with the free candy with the 7. I kept candy in there, mm-hmm. and uh, they never showed that on the video, but it was in there. There was a little receptacle. I made it out of an old... Um, champagne holder thing i, don't I know. forgot about that yeah so i mean a minor detail but uh and then once i had it in there no one ever asked me again so i don't know i'm kind of over it we'll see i'm gonna have some i'm gonna have a mustard theme somewhere in there there will be mustard involved you could have a clear e-brake handle that's filled with mustard and then i might do that i someone did point out once and that a very valid point that in the event of a crash having something made out of glass is 
bad. So oh, if, yeah. there, if there are clear things, they probably won't be made out of glass. I don't go plastic. Yeah, I was I originally actually going to have like a glass mustard jar shift knob, and I was like, maybe I shouldn't have my hand grabbing something that could potentially cut it open. Yeah. 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 I also wouldn't have a glass tube full of mustard that you're pulling at like a handbrake hard in a corner and all of a sudden crack cut. Oh. However, you could always cast a mustard jar Boom. and then uh, make it out of acrylic. Ooh. Ooh. That's funny. kind of that's kind of high quality. I don't know if I can do that. I mean, I don't know if that's... Send this back to China. They'll make it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, man, I, I just don't know if I want an item of such quality on my car. I don't know, but I that's like that idea. It might stand out a little bit. You know what? Sometimes you got to take humor above uh, above standards. Hey, oh, man, oh, even worry. the shittiest house has a plasma TV in it, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this office. We get a plasma TV. It's dying. It, it is dying. Uh, I don't know if that was a good analogy. No, I mean, I'm going to have like high concept on there. I'm still trying to figure out what to write on the side of the car and how many languages I want it in. And I'm going to write... I'm you gonna have write... to, any, any sponsorship things you do on there have to be in Old English. <laughs> oh, that's kind of a cool idea. I never thought about that. Old uh, old English. E-N-G-K sparkling. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, so far I'm sponsor-free, and hopefully I can keep it that way. We'll see. I don't like the idea of sponsors. Obviously, you did uh, a crowdfundy thing, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, that that debacle. That was fun. Hmm. I mean, I had to try. I could say I tried, so I can sleep at night, but it didn't work. I, if, I had go, if I could go back, I would have just done it for charity, which is what I should have done in the first place anyway, because someone had a very good point. Well, someone commented once when, on the whole comment thread on the Kinja thing where everyone was like, wow, that kid is dumb, and I don't approve of this. And one guy's like, yeah, well, you know, I would donate to your thing, but there's actually people like suffering in the U.S. right now. I, there was some disaster of some sort, and I was like... The man has a point. He has a point, but I just, uh, I don't know if you follow the oatmeal. He's trying to develop. Oh, the oatmeal, yeah. He's yeah. developing his new card game. Yeah. And it got like the most money ever yeah, that's, donated that's true. on Kickstarter. And it's for a card game that I think doesn't even look that good. But Yeah, that's true. And meanwhile, you had somebody like, uh, you know, Pebble Watches, the stupid smart watch things. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is a company that got their first thing funded on Kickstarter, right? Went out, made a product, made a bunch of money. And now they're going back to Kickstarter again to do their next generation of product. Very right. smart. It's free R and D money. Yeah. It's, we are dumb. It's, it's they are smart. It is true. It is somewhat appalling yeah. because they made their money on the backs of Kickstarter and true. now are now like, please give us more free money. Um, Maybe the American consumer. Is and the I one really should, be should probably at. do that because I have products and services that I largely end up eating a large bill on every month. And uh, I should probably do that, but I just can't bring myself to, like, on a money-making endeavor that, like, isn't just getting off the ground but kind of has something going behind it. I have a hard time asking for... You have pictures of the Rolls project up on your Facebook, right? Some like, a few. I usually have pictures of, like, whatever job I'm doing at the time. There are very few pictures of the whole car. I do have some update videos on YouTube. Those are the better way to see okay. a lot of it, if anyone does want to see it. All right, I have an idea. So, what are you going to do to take care of actually tuning that? Or is it just going to be run it rich and then try and get it right on the road, or what? Well, the place that's building the carb right now will probably give me a pretty good baseline. Uh, I've analyzed most of, I guess, all of the aspects, really. I mean, the um, the air bleed jets are still a little of a mystery how they emulsify the fuel. But basically, I've analyzed all the tuning parameters you can um, change with a carb, and it's, I mean... Uh, 
very stupid to say, oh, it's like EFI, but mechanical. But, I mean, obviously... It's the same... You're doing the same thing, You're doing the same thing. And, no, the systems are actually fundamentally not that difficult to understand. Uh, so, with a wideband, I should be able to... So, um, you are going to use a wideband on it? Oh, of course, yeah. Okay. No, um, I was 50-50 on tuning the RX-7 myself, actually. I was going to get a quarter horse, get a wideband. But when you look at the cost breakdown for that, or like a one-time tune on a setup, I knew I wasn't really going to change... It was made more sense to actually just go get it tuned. Are um, you gonna? Do you have somebody that you can use their dyno, or are you gonna try and just tune for the rolls? I'll just street tune, and it shouldn't be that hard. Shouldn't be. If the baseline is decent, I shouldn't be in danger. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to watch the white band like a hawk. I don't want to. You pop that motor, it's gonna be a very sad story. Crying. Yeah, because I couldn't imagine that fixing a rolls motor Many, is probably. Do you want to know how much it is for one intake valve? Yes. Yeah. Three hundred dollars. Oh. Yo. But oh. funnily enough, you actually can get, buy the whole motor for kind of less than the cost of each part, uh, more or less. You can get those motors for like, I don't know, f- f- six grand-ish, which isn't peanuts, but I mean, the LS, brand new LS7 is 13 grand, so mm-hmm. put it into perspective. Speaking of, I've been planning a build on that. I think my next major project, so I'm going to, I want to buy an L- a bare LS7 block and then do a de-stroked LS7 and rev it to about eight grand. That's pretty cool. Uh, three hundred and eh, it's about three hundred seventy-five cubic inches. Three seventy-five. Well, wait, three seventy-five. It's six point three liters. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, do that. Go fucking nuts with that and have fun. Uh. But yeah, Rolls motor six grand for is and that is for a used one. I'm assuming. Yeah, for a used one. You can't. I mean, you can't really buy them new. Yeah. I mean, if if they'll sell you one new, but it's not going to be less than six thousand dollars. I actually, I actually don't know. I mean, you could probably buy a rebuilt one. Well, there's a place. Um, they'll do anything you want, man. They put stars in the headliner. They'll make your seats five different well, colors. Keep in mind, Rolls Royce doesn't build that motor anymore. That's true. Bentley has the motor now. Yeah. Um, I mean, they can. They, I can theoretically buy that same engine 2015 specification uh, as they stick it in the Mulsanne or whatever it is. In theory. If you had if you had endless money. Yes, if I had way too much. Great waste of it. Yeah, no. There's a place on Cotner, actually, right off the 405, the Rolls-Royce Parts House. And that was actually really cool. I visited there to get my manifold and uh, just a bunch of dudes hanging around, like, the stacks, like, multiple-story stacks of Rolls-Royce Parts. One of the few cool. cities in the world that could justify a Rolls-Royce Parts House. Mm-hmm. And then right around the corner from there, because that's where Gotham is, there's a Bentley yeah. Rolls-Royce repair shop next to a Chevron. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. So these guys, I think, kind of restore them and then just sell the parts. It was really interesting. You walk in and I, there's no sign. You you have to you know it's there. I mean, you can see like a rotting Rolls Royce in the front, and you're just watching walking this little like house uh, on the front yard, and it's like got radio stacked inside, and it was very um, a cinematic or whatever. And I, there was some like an old graying man bent over a computer, like surrounded by Rolls Royce parts, and I was like, it, is this? Am I? Is this the Rolls Royce? I was like, oh yeah, it's been closed for thirty years. <laughs> I'm a ghost. <laughs> there's right in that area. There's also a Ferrari repair specialist shop, an Aston Martin repair specialist shop, like yep. just that weird area, just all, where all the cars actually get fixed stuff and there's a lot of cool stuff. I guess there. it's 420 Stance Nation Swag Central. Oh, Yolo. Boom. Right. right, right. Is that what they say? I don't know. EDM, right? Have you seen? Um, I listen to IDM. Have you driven anything interestingly interesting lately, or seen anything? Interesting? I know you don't follow new cars. Not as but much. you you go to various uh, impromptu meets in locations at nighttime. Yeah, you could say that. Um, what did I drive? Because people, people was... trust you to drive their cars. And yeah. you get to drive a lot of interesting stuff. No, I'm trying to think if I've driven anything like truly. I've been driving a few 
things. I mean, I happened to drive an EcoBoost Mustang. I wonder how that You happened. did drive an EcoBoost yeah. Mustang. Yeah, oh, that was very interesting. How did you find the EcoBoost Mustang? Uh, the, the chassis was very impressive. Um, it felt heavy, but very, very well controlled. The damping on that was, I was blown away. That factory damping that Ford did on that. Um, steering was modern car steering, brakes were modern. It was electric steering, too. Yeah, no. Steering. Pretty good for that, I think. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it was accurate. It was weighted well. Uh, no feedback, but nothing has feedback these days. Um, yeah, and the motor, I can't really comment because it had the automatic, so it was like double. Oh, it was the automatic. Double, it was like double rubber band effect. You had lag plus automatic, so I, yeah, you can't I was, really comment. I drove that for about four miles, and I'm like, yep, never need to drive this with an automatic again. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, in a perfect world, but, you know, my, my, my liaison up in the mountains only had an automatic, so that's what I drove. Um, yep. And then I raced my... Well, that's all he could afford. Well, maybe he should... <laughs> or get for free. Maybe he should have worked for Lyft to make more money. That's true. Uh, <laughs> No, uh, I've been driving my friends. I have a friend with an RX-8 that he like brought back from the dead. It was blown up, and he's been slowly fixing it over time. And it's, I really like this guy because anything I tell him to do to the car, he does it, which means it gets yes, better. I believe this was one of the cars I saw pulled over by CHP while I was up, yes. I was up there yes. uh, the other night when I ran yeah, into that, it. that friend of mine. Um, yeah, he brought it back from the dead. So every time I drive it, it gets progressively better. The first time, it was like really badly oversteering, uh, kind of snap oversteering. And I'm like, I think you're bottoming out your rear and setting your spring race to infinity. And so he put springs on it that were not stupid and it was fixed and then he did bad things to the alignment and i was like do good things to the alignment he did them and it was fixed and, uh, <laughs> i drove that and that rx8 is a deeply impressive automobile um i was i don't say blown away but kind of blown away by just truly how fast that was with decent tires decent suspension and like an exhaust oh was, cornering speed stuff i found the engine to be like yeah but i like the chassis yeah, yeah i, I mean like i was and... this is on snake which is a pretty tight road yeah. uh, but even then i was driving out of some of those corners on the downhill at like 60 out of very tight corner you know i was surprised i looked down i was like i was faster than i thought we were gonna be going so anyway that yeah chassis. it's a good it's chassis. just a shame that that's a good car if it'd be a great car if they just put one of their turbo four cylinders in it. Yeah, I guess. I don't like rotaries. I like rotaries. The noise and the revs. It's like it ate gas, it ate oil, and it didn't make enough power because it is such a good chassis. But and it, I felt like that car was like. I mean, popularity isn't isn't a measure of a car's merit, but it was like it could have been really great. But then you get on an on ramp or you get. In, I, I don't. I just don't like rotary engines. I think that they were an interesting idea. And they don't deliver unless you get a multi-rotor, you know, from New Zealand. Well, they're great racing engines. Yes, because you can either make them good at, you can either make them streetable at the cost of being kind of slow, but if you want to make them fast, they're very good at being fast and small. They're not going to last those. So. Right, you got to treat them like a race motor, where they're going to get torn down every ten or fifteen thousand miles. Yeah, yep. I mean, so they'll make as much power as you want them to, in like the size of like a giant Coke bottle. But yeah, they will. But I mean, that's the best problem. We're talking about a. a a streetcar. So, yeah, like, I, I don't know, though. I don't find it to be underpowered. I'm weird about power, though. I don't really need it. Oh, I did fix an M3 the other day. That was kind of nice. That tor- that S54 was like... Oh. And what engine did you put in your RX-7 again? Oh, uh, the 5.0. Right. It's a okay. Ford. It's a, how many? V8, yes? Yeah. Okay, just checking. Yeah, the gut- most gutless V8 <laughs> they ever made. But, uh, True, but you're like, I'm not big on power. It's oh, like, I'm going to take this no, engine and put it in this V8. No, that, that car was too fast. It was, it was too fast. Okay. There was actually more power. I, that car would have been fine with, like... 50 less horsepower i wouldn't have i wouldn't have really cared that much mm-hmm. uh, if we're honest because it was so fast with the gearing on there that you when you want to put your foot down if you're on the street you have to like look around and make sure it's all like oh, okay nobody's watching me nobody that's wh-. true i don't know i get kind of paranoid it's 
that. Well, you could, it's more fun to be able to like lean on it a bit. Yeah, and you, kind you of couldn't feel enjoy that build. You couldn't enjoy going, Whoa! Yeah. And then let off again. Just blow off the tires and be like, yeah. oh, I hope I'm going to have traction when I do this. Yeah. yeah I mean, so. It's uh, like uh, you, you know. built a tetanus cobra. <laughs> no, but oh, no, that's what I drove. Okay, I drove a first gen Boxster, like a nine like early Boxster in the canyons. Yeah. So amazing. Oh. Porsche have my babies. They're so good. Well, you can have one of those for about eight thousand dollars. Yeah, no, they're yeah. cheap. Actually, this guy bought it for like four grand. Somehow he got Oh, no I know manual. which one. It's that silver one that's been kicking around at night up there, right? No, actually, Burgundy. Um, Ooh, there's another one. He's then. not. He doesn't spend a lot of time in the canyons. He's up there, but not as much as other people. So I drove. It's funny. I drove my friend's convertible E46 M3 with a manual that I fixed the top on. It was hilarious. That. that top stopped working, and you know what it was? One wire. One wire breaks because right where it bends, it folds, and the wiring harness there keeps getting fatigued. Yeah. And you can actually fatigue copper, I guess. So, yeah. And, and so it's funny. I cut open the harness there. And, I mean, if it's anything else, God knows how much money. But I cut open the harness, and the little wire went bing in two pieces. So I put it back together, and it worked. And they probably would have charged him for – Oh, it's – you don't – yeah, They would have charged him $400 to look at it. Yeah. I had to uh, – before I sold the Honda today, I had one last thing I had to fix on it last night. That was the horn, which hadn't worked in a year and a half because I was lazy and didn't fix it. Uh, and as it turns out, living by the ocean does horrible things to your electronics. Yeah. Uh, the horn, of course, uses, like every other car, a chassis ground because it's just bolted yep. to the frame. Yep. That was corroded to the point where it could no longer get a solid ground through the chassis. That's awkward. Uh, yeah. So that, Thanks, was, that was last night. Um mm. So don't live by the ocean, kids. It'll fuck up your cars. Oh, i got to wonder. There's a guy that lives in Playa at the top of one of the hills, and he has a 458. He's got a Range Rover. Oh. He's got a Bentley. You're high enough off, off the ground there, I think, that you're not getting the salty. Not the 458 is made out of aluminum and carbon fiber anyway. So. Oh, yeah, but he's just he's got a, he has a bunch of fancy stuff. And it's like if he looks out his second-story window, he's looking at the ocean. So, so I wonder he, about he can that. just buy another if something breaks. That's a good point. He can. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Um, Thanks, Ocean. What was going to talk about? Yeah. So, the, oh, that S54. Before before we move on, just that mm-hmm. motor. Whoever doesn't like the S54 can, can fight me. Like not now because I'm kind of crippled, but like you know, once I'm better, <laughs> like later. <laughs> but like once later, you get the strengths yeah. in you again. Yeah. yeah, like the, yeah no. The S54 is just a glorious motor, and I I mean I was listening to some like 80s something with the top down on that M3, like rowing through that that torque on that S54. I'm just like, oh yeah. I felt like such a yuppie. It's got a nice power band. I drove cross country with mm-hmm. JF and his uh, E46. And, and his is about the nicest used E46 you're going to find. You dig it. It's silver. It's got coilovers, good tires, nice, nice. wheels, brakes. Yeah. It's just it's like lightly modded, and it was never t- it was never it was modded lightly for the track, and then they never taken to the track. Yeah, that's by someone else. Yeah, it's like my friends who had the the Tane coils on his and RS3s and a few other things. They cut a hole in the exhaust in just the right spot, and it sounded like a DTM car when you went by a wall. It was amazing. I, I'm at this point, I'm all about the uh, electric cutouts, though. I don't want yeah. to do any exhaust setups anymore. Just electric cutouts on yeah. everything, and then you can be really fucking loud when you want to be. Yeah, no, his was like a bolt. It was a cutout. I mean, he went under there. Yeah. It was like one twelve millimeter. He was like reaching his arm under the rear bumper. He was like diddling with something, and then oh, it, and it's just that's that's great. It, it was amazing. I don't. It had no right to sound that good for like the amount of work he put in, which is almost nothing. That's awesome. What yeah. a clever little hack. Yeah, it was super cool. super clever. But uh, that being said, he bought. He bought an RX-8 on like a ridiculous steal, thirty-six thousand mile original RX-8, mm-hmm. like old lady owned, uh, for some insanely low sum. I don't remember what it was, but it was way cheaper than any right. Somehow with a manual transmission. Yeah, it was a manual, and it was the G- yeah, it was the fast wow. one. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. And I drove the RX-8, and I was like, this drives better than your heavily modified M3. I'm I'm sorry, Just the chassis, the chassis there, the steering's there. It, I don't know. Mazda chassis are they they got something. The M3 just feels a like a not. It just feels like 
like a family sedan that goes very fast. There's no way around that's it. That's kind of what it is. I though. mean, that that's because that's what it is. But I think it does. I think I think yeah, things have evolved past the, the, it. When I it mean, came out, it's probably amazing. Yeah, I mean, the motor is that S54 is is amazing. There's no. I just wish Butter it could, could be in something good. You can. <laughs> You have a torch. You got some bolts. You got some tools. (laughs) But I can't bring myself to install something that's like five feet long and made out of iron and like three feet tall. It's it's so wrong, but Mm -hmm. it's such a good motor. Like they, it's no one ever calls BMW on the fact that they make these. I mean, they're just aluminum out, but like these iron, long ass, tall ass motors, and they just dick with the rest of the car until it works. I mean, people make fun of Porsche around the motor. You make fun of Porsche. Oh, they put on six in the back, and they just spent their whole time fixing it. Well, I mean, BMW kind of basically did that. The reason Mm -hmm. that nobody else does flat sixes or straight sixes anymore is because yeah. No they they were a pain time. in the ass to build a chassis around. Yeah, they don't make any sense. The the GTR, the old GTRs and stuff. It's mm-hmm. like you know. So I mean, Audi Audi is unashamedly just they just suck with what they do with their motors. But they don't. They make no bones. Yeah, you know why I, they do it. I think the last company that made them beyond BMW was Mercedes, and Mercedes obviously doesn't do inline sixes anymore either. No. Well, it's funny. It's Volvo still does them, but they just turn them sideways. Yeah, you can't justify them. And it's humongous, and it's, you know, super old. It's all, like, the Polestar was still yeah. all-wheel drive, but it was just this massive line of cylinders, like, going up and down, like, right off the front wheels. Yeah, you just, you can't justify it except from an NVH standpoint, and I think at this point, mm-hmm. quelling NVH has become so good that, you know, why, you don't have to use the primary balance of an inline six. I don't know. Yep. That's my, if I had to take a guess. I think so, you're right. I think, and I think people also, you know, everyone wanted more torque, but they wanted less. Fuel, they wanted better fuel economy. All these things, like that's why turbo fours are in three series and five series. Yeah. Now, well, like I mean, this, there's you know. there's no doubt about why those came about. So yeah, I think they've they, just found. I mean, of course they have. They found better solutions to give customers more of what they want. And with a, with a straight six, you got to put a turbo on it. Or you know, I mean, you like an NA Supra or an NA uh, BMW, like they, they're very smooth yeah. and they're quicker than you think. No, right. They're not great. fast. Or perfect example is the IS300 you were looking at yeah. before. 212 horsepower or something. It's a very appealing like, car yeah. and then you get it and you go, this feels slow compared to the other stuff that you can buy in this range. Oh, it feels slow compared to a Prius, man. Right. You have to be a weirdo like me and not really care as much about power and just be like, oh, the noise. I like the noise. I mean, I was going to go for it until I found it was a New York car. This the Ooh. only one I could find oh, in my price range yeah. had been in New York for no. six years. No. So that's, that's why Crown Vic. No. But, no. Yeah, no, I mean, at least, but at least it's not Audi who, like, my four-cylinder on that Audi is literally the entirety of the engine is in front of the front axle. Mm-hmm. All yep. of it. And then they stick it longitudinal just to, just to screw with you. Just like, why? Why did you do that? They're like, don't worry about it. <laughs> They're like, we really liked what they did with the Tornado. We want to see if we can bring a little Teutonic flavor to that kind of engineering. That would be great. Some guy came over. He's like, I really like, always love the Tornado so much. <laughs> yeah. and like, that's his poster on the wall. And nobody, nobody knows it. Like, he has a secret room in his house. It's just filled with Tornado posters. And he goes to work, and he's like, this is how we build it. I still need to go steal that one that's sitting at my father's house because I know he doesn't want it there. And the woman who lives there, she has no good reason of keeping it other than the fact that it belonged to her father. It hasn't driven in two years. You should buy it. And do the Larry Paint on it, Larry Paint prep, and then sell it. No, nobody wants that car. Somebody does. Super clean, bring a trailer, $2,000, whatever. Yeah, it's not worth it to me for that kind of money. No. <laughs> not, not that car. They'll pick it up. I would, I would have much more fun just beating the ever-loving snot out of it. Yeah. So what uh, what kind of stuff are you going to write for Ride Apart? Are you going to write motorcycle reviews? Do you have certain bikes you want to want to write about? Uh, presumably, um, 
if Tales they like the me, road. if I'm, if I do the things they want me to do and I'm not, you know, flaky or whatever, um, I'd get to do road tests of bikes, which would be freaking cool. Um, I've never, never done press events of things before, except for with Jalopnik when I went and saw the prepare the your stomach for shrimp. I don't actually like shrimp that much. I'm not really not a shrimp uh, guy. You can't be an automotive journalist. Shit. Motorcycles, motorcycles though. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Maybe they don't eat shrimp. I think they eat a lot less. Most motorcycles are but yeah, fast gear, very lean. Gear reviews. Um, I wrote, and the first thing I wrote was like a little retrospective about my 900 SS. Um, and that was kind of difficult actually because I was trying to walk line between explaining it um, against its contemporaries and also my experience with it. So anyway, but the guy liked it. Uh, now I'm doing about the crash. So yeah, at some point I have to get a bike to test gear and stuff yep. and do, I'd be, I don't know if they want to do like um, things about like rides you can do, trips, places. I, I watch bike journalism stuff, but I haven't, it's not like with car magazines where I've been doing this for like freaking decade almost so well that and it's just not the bike stuff out there is not as prevalent as the automotive properties are online i mean yeah. it's out there but i mean there's not a no. hundred different outlets like yeah with yeah just small by market yeah just by virtue yeah mm-hmm. small market so i don't know whatever they want me to do i'm down motorcycles they're Very cool. cool they are cool and one day one day i will be cool if i ride them right yes right. yes that's what makes them cool yeah. That's what yeah. you fool. Yeah. That's yeah. Why. That's what I, that's why I got one. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. You, See, you I, feel a little bit like Superman. You do. <laughs> you do. You feel like you're flying and there's just like a it's, pod it's along with fun. you. Yeah. And you've got like carbon fiber knuckles and a helmet. You feel, you do feel impervious. Uh, I, I did. You're not, but the, yeah. you do. It's, 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 I think we've talked about this. It's the most, there is nothing that will replicate it. And I, I feel no. like the closest thing would be like a V8 Miata as far as like performance, but I bet you, like you smell stuff, oh, yeah. you feel stuff, there's yeah. wind, there's like you feel exhaust heat on your body as you pass another car. Yeah. It's, there's all this noise. Well, just fundamentally the way you interact with the machine having mm-hmm. handlebars and pushing, it's a pushing forward and back. I don't know if people really all necessarily know this, but you know, it's, you're not turning. It's not. A, it's a different motion. I mean, everything's just. It's different. Well, and you're not. And you're also not pulling the bars right to turn right like you do on a bicycle yeah. low speed. Like you're pushing left. Yeah, and, and then you're leaning left, and then you're turning. It's a very. Nice. It's physical in a way that cars aren't. And it then is. the whole leaning sensation. There's no way to get that in any car or whatever. I guess flying things if you fly planes. And you got in posi- positioning your body. Like yeah, put and the your fact toe that here, you can, your heel here. Yeah, and the that. fact you can also hang off. The machine, oh, so crazy. Can, the, the fact that you can put your foot down anytime and scrape it along the ground, it's kind of, I don't know, you do that sometimes. You do that, right? Like, yeah, just like the ground is, is right there. It's kind of cool. You're like a little <laughs> kid where you're like, I shouldn't be. I, it's, it's almost like you look around like, is anybody watching me? And you go, yeah. Like, I can touch the ground with my foot. While I can get moving. into the whole bike. It's just, I don't trust other people on the road. No, obviously. That's that's yeah. that's my entire hang up with, with motorcycles is I don't trust other people on the road. Yeah, the two other people here had had experiences with that. Well, actually, I don't know why Zach got into trouble. I'm assuming it's because of other people because Zach is a sensible individual. No, no, so. I crashed because uh, decreasing radius corner. Oh. Uh, I was going too fast and I was only a year into riding. Yeah. And, uh, I don't remember the week, the entire week after my crash, but the CSI I did later with my friend was like, I probably touched the brakes there because there's a pig ah. scrape there. And just just the fact up. I was going in a corner at X speed and saw that it got tighter, right? I probably just, and you know break. Yeah, yeah, and you're done. yeah. The braking will will get you. I had I don't think I did that. I don't know. I mean, I've probably done it. I don't think I ever it never never crashed me. I, I crashed myself once going down too far, and I was hungry and on snake, and it wasn't that bad. Luckily, but yeah, I remember that. 
I was just, I just, had, I just worked with this new shooter, and and he's talking about. Uh, we we're talking about motorcycles. Uh, with Mike Musto, used to ride for about ten years, and he used to race. I heard and yeah. he he, he rode to work that. every day in winter suit, all that shit. And then it's just funny because he's about a foot taller than everybody else. So would have been he looks with gigantic, him. and he's yeah. riding, and he's riding a thousand. You know, he's riding like a, a leader bike, and he's still he's a giant. But uh, this kid was like, oh, I was thinking of riding a bike, and then my friend was teaching me to ride. And while his friend is teaching him to ride, his friend goes down the street just to turn around and just hits a patch of gravel. And falls wearing a t-shirt Ooh. at like six miles an hour yeah. and just completely hamburgers his arm. And oh, yeah. this guy was like, I'm not getting a bike. Like yeah. that just happened just no, for no reason. If you are not wearing gear at any given time, you could just rip a bunch of your skin off. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, these guys yelled at me for I don't know how long when I was just scootering back and forth between here and my house. And I'm averaging 25 miles an hour, you know, miles an hour in that drive. And every time I do it, these guys would be yelling at me, and I'd be like, "I know, I'm an idiot." I mean, because you can, because it's, it's not even like other cars. It's one. Th- there's just a lot of things yeah. that can make you hurt yourself, and some of them are as simple as like a squirrel got run over there a week ago, and I just hit That's a blip. There you was know, a major guts. motorcycle accident on my way here. You yeah. know, it was I, the bike was down, the ambulance had just left. You know, it was a, the scene was a mess. You know, it's. It sucks. Riding in L.A. can really suck. I mean, I've, I really like motorcycles, but at the same time, I've been so put off of it just with having that scooter, not because of anything I've done, but because of the way that other people right. react to you. They get pissed just because you're moving and they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that you see fewer bikes in this city for a reason than you would in other cities. I saw a lot more people riding in Colorado, a lot more in other parts of California. Got a lot of people in the Bay, too, who ride like a lot. Mm-hmm. That's true. They have to commute into the city a lot more. I see them on the yeah. on the bridge. And, and the Bay people are calmer for yeah. some reason. Oh, it's weird because in SF itself, when I was lifting, I was like kind of deeply frightened by some how some people drove there. I was like, there are people and buildings here. I should not probably go that fast, but yeah. I think, well, I think reason. SF has a. Uh, they have better public transportation. Like, yeah. like my um, muscle's wife takes Bart to work every day from, right. and it's the drive time would be an hour. How European. I dude, there's a couple times I've ridden Bart or a train. You're like, this is awesome. Yeah, the amount of stress you get. As run down and as neglected as that train is, it's still a really good option. They fix some of them. They're they're better. Uh, But yeah, it's the amount of stress you get just sitting in traffic and just you know annoying and eating gas and all that stuff. Yeah, no, I was on a Bart once and I had like a a mental problem, scintillating scotoma. It was very creepy. It's uh, what kind of like there's like a static spot in my eyes. It was like fuzzy you couldn't really see what was there uh-huh. um and then it started getting bigger and it was kind of creepy because where it started I, I at some point i couldn't read anything and i was like well this is not good because I, I mean they'll Ooh. tell me when i get off but i mean the thing is like i probably looked like a crackhead because i was like staring at my arm and like focusing different places and like looking around and so you had like a random medical ocular problem yeah it's kind of apparently in the middle of a train ride it's they can preclude migraines and stuff my dad has really bad migraines so this isn't really a surprise um yeah, and uh, it was really bizarre, and I was like, I had no idea what it was. It never happened to me before, and I was on a train, and I'm like, I called my friend, and I was like, hey, uh, he was he was going to pick me up. It's the guy with the uh, M3, actually, and the RX-8, and I was like, hey, when I get there, you're like, you might have to take me to a hospital, like, if I can't see anything, you know? I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way you put stuff. I might not be able to see, Yeah, and I bet, I bet you were just as vague as you just were, and he's like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. I just might not be able to see. I'll see you in a second. Yeah, no, I, mean, I was pretty much like, yeah, uh, like, I can't. You might have to guide me by the sound of your voice. Yeah, uh, no, it was 
it was pretty creepy. It eventually, luckily, it just turned into like a, a kind of a C shape. So once the middle started opening back up, I was like, all right, well, I guess I can. And it was both eyes the same. It was very weird. And then it eventually just kind of like marched off the edge of my vision, never to return. It was very strange. But anyway, that was very my experience strange. with the Bart. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So, so as long as that doesn't happen while I'm writing, because I was like, just thinking that I was like, how do I quick. say that without yeah, pull over right fast? <laughs> well, it wasn't like instant. It was pretty no, gradual it, onset, right? Yeah, slowish onset. It was just and the fact that I didn't know what it was. Like if it happened now, I'd be like, oh, this is annoying. Like shit, not have to wait around. But uh, yeah, or if I'm lifting, <laughs> guys, I know you got to go somewhere. Just like give me, just like give me twenty minutes cool. here. Is it cool if we trade? And my, you drive. I mean, my brain is malfunctioning right now. Ever driven an Audi before? <laughs> no. This guy last night really wanted to drive the Audi. He was also making fun of the Valley. I mean, which I make fun of the Valley and I live there, so I can't really fault him for that. But yeah, he was like, dude, please let me drive it just down the street. And I'm like, I can't like, let you drive definitely it. Definitely not. Like, not definitely, gonna, definitely not, not. going to drive the Audi. Which is hilarious because, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with your Audi, but there's nothing like super yeah, right uh, with your no, Audi. No, right. Uh, of all the cars, like if someone showed up with, I don't know, like a G8 GXP, I'd be like, ooh. Yeah. But an, an Audi, like an A4? That's funny. We're, You've got we're a jaded, little uh, thing for a newer car. I thought you were pretty well against the newer cars. No, I like some new cars. Okay. Just not as... They're few and far between. So then uh, Chevy SS probably tickles you, too. Oh, you mean that thing you can't get with a manual? No, you can get with a manual. <gasps> oh, can you? Yeah. Are you sure about that? Absolutely. Are you sure about that? 100%. So the cop cars drive in New Zealand. I like that, then. I like that car. And they're actually going to start selling them with the uh, 1LE suspension package, apparently. Ooh. That'd be nice to be most, like the most expensive... Chevy sedan. They'll make six of them. a very long time. Yep. Uh, and they'll all be special orders. And yep. when they show up on Craigslist like five years, ten years from now, I'm going to be like, oh my god, oh, I wish I could buy this right now. Well, like every time like, I see I, something rare like that. And then that. Barrett Jackson in 30 years would yeah. be like $100,000. Oh, yeah. You know. You can get those in manual? Those mm-hmm. are cool then. All right, I'm with it. Anything you can't get in a manual, I instantly kind of hate. You can't get them in a so. manual. There's not a single manual in stock on a dealer lot anywhere in the country. But in theory. But you know, you can order it. All right. You order it. It's, it's, hey. It was pretty good cars. A little bit soft. Good I chassis. love me a Holden. Holden cars are fun. They are fun. It was definitely fun. They, Europeans. Unbelievably predictable. You're like, and there's oversteer, and it's nice and gentle, and it's pat me on the back, and it's give me a hug, and then I'm just Aussie pull out of it. Are, Aussie cars are fun. I still want to drive something with that Falcon uh, straight six. The yes. Motor. Oh, I was trying to convince my dad. man. Those are cool. I was trying to convince my dad I've been to swap trying, that into a Mustang. I've, I've been trying to convince Glucker to put that in his F100. Yes. Should. He totally should, because that is straight farm his, truck status right now. His truck is old enough that he can put out whatever motor he wants in it. Yeah. And uh, those motors are only like three or $4,000 to import. Oh, yeah. And they make some powers and torques. Yeah, oh, they plenty make of aftermarket. Lots of power. I mean, it's like it's basically right in line with like a two JZ. Yeah, people use that all the, all over the place. At least when I saw in New Zealand, they're like, "Oh, we tow with it. We do this. We race with it. We track cars." There's, there's a lot of cool. Yeah. Yeah, the Falcon. You had two options. You had the 5.4, or you had the uh, and later the 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 Coyote motor. But you had the 5.4 or the Turbo Six, and everybody got the Turbo Six because mm-hmm. you could just boost the shit out of it. Yeah. So, cool for them. Apparently, all my friends are at sushi right now, so I was checking my phone. Ah, I just ah. want to point out for everyone listening, there is no sushi in this room. There's not. No, not Sorry. a single plate of sushi. There's a sushi place right up the street, though. Your, your rider didn't make it to us despite, by the time you despite got Despite my Sorry. celebrity appearance. No, you should fire your assistant. <laughs> they didn't forward, you, forward us the email. I had no idea. You're supposed to have my guacamole ready. Well, the the Seven Up is chilling. Okay, so at least we have that. It's, a, it's a Magnum bottle. I might be okay with that. 2014. You don't you don't do this to Audi drivers. You do it to used Audi drivers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> the only gift for Audi drivers is like, here's a bunch of codes and a code reader, and um, here's that Hope special wrench you need there. to pull out the injector number four because you need that weird hook nose extra arm with two elbows thing to grab it. You know it's great? My master, my brake booster leaks, but only when you're not braking and only when it gets warm. And it's a gentle hiss, and you can hear it. But sometimes it's really loud, and sometimes it's not loud, and you can kind of jiggle it and make it stop leaking. But it's intermittently throwing a code for being too lean. So if yeah. you'd like a ride, <laughs> get a hold of Corbin. Our not intern editor uh, uh, Harrison. He's, he's trying to buy a car. He's got like five grand. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I don't want to get a BMW because you know they're they're too unreliable, and I just don't have the know how or the will or the you know the the kind of chops to fix it. And we're like, yeah, that's a good idea. And he's like, so I'm looking at this Audi A4. And <laughs> we well, we both were here. We just started laughing. Yeah. Like, just take all the words you said, and then just put them after you say Audi. And, and he's like, really? It's like, so yeah. You want to upgrade your reliability with an Audi? Yeah. It's like, do you want? Are, are you okay with crying and not being able to get anything done in your life because your car is broken? Do you like that lifestyle? Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah and he already has that with his current car, so he oh. needs to like get into something that works so every that. single Matrix day. Matrix XRS, do he has five grand and he's not getting a Matrix XRS? Yes. What is wrong you know, with him? He's looking at a Subaru SVX. What is that? What? Is because it's oh, you so mean that you mean that thing that only comes in automatic? Yep. Yeah, and also he breaks care. frequently. He doesn't. He, he's, he doesn't. He, he's, uh, is he obscure. Blake's like white brother? A <laughs> little bit. <laughs> he must yeah, be. a little yeah. bit. Does he know the windows don't roll down? Yes. And he still wants it. He loves strange old sobs. Also, in oh, I like that. Oh, I like those. Uh, he really is Blake's brother. No, he totally pain. is. Yeah. He, he's eighteen. He's got he's got jeans that fit him. Blake told me about his sobs the other day, actually. His love for sobs. Oh, yeah. of course yeah. he does. He was driving the Audi. Actually, I, I I met him randomly while lifting. I was down by USC, and I was like. That's hey Blake. where he lives. Yeah, some, somewhere near there. And I was like, hey, Blake, are you around? Do you want to drive my Audi? Because I'm like trying to get him to buy it. And he's all like, oh, sure, I'll buy it. I'll drive your Audi. Oh, my God. So I just turned off Lyft and I just actually, showed up. I think, Don't do that to him. I think he's going to buy a Mark 1 GTI, which is actually a good move That's for Blake. That's actually that cool. That is a good idea. That's uh, because they're Blake not as exciting as you think. They're not, but it's... No, they're more excited than you think. It's a good. If you've never one. built anything though, Touché. that's not a good. That's not a bad car to start with because everything's really well documented yep. and it's cheap. It is. It's cheap, and who knows? Like it might. It's made out of Legos. You'll probably sell it for the same yep. price you buy it for whenever. You're not uh, going to lose money on that. Car. Yeah, yeah. They're. Uh, I think they're really fun. cool. Well, my experience with one is what uh, the Jetamino owner used to have one, um, and we did all sorts of lulls with that car, and it would never die. It's like unkillable. It's straight up unkillable. I drove one years ago with a VR6 swap in it. That would be fun. That'd be fun. That was fine. Around corners, though, Jesus, that must not have gone. Good point. Around corners. Uh, it was Florida. There were no corners. Oh, also good point. That's a perfect car for. That's literally a perfect car for Florida. Yeah, I, if I, I went drove to Florida, a yeah. bone stock one at a GTI at the GTI launch for the new GTI, and it was like, I get, I get why when it came oh, out, it was stock. a game changer, and yeah. I get why it's it set the bar of what a hatchback was for sure, but anyone that's like, this is the best GTI ever, or this is the best hatch ever. It's, you know. I, I feel like me and Thad are kind of living in that world right now with the Fiesta ST no, where but it's our revelation. That I think that that's kind of like the way we look at those cars is the way that people probably looked at the GTIs when they first came out. They're like, yeah. this is magic. No, and they're right. For the time, it was like, dude, this is yeah. way ahead of anything else. And you could you could feel the chassis that would continue to evolve and how it was so much better than other cars. And the, But it, it, I guess I get annoyed whenever people go, the 7's pretty good. The 1 was where it's at. And you're like, I think the 7's faster, handles tighter, corners faster. I mean, it does. Objectively, yeah. I, if I was going to pick a GTI, I'd be the Mark 216 valve, no doubt about it. Um, I'd one of those. 
Uh, neither have I. Actually, ooh, no, I drove a Mark II eight valve. Um, but no, the, I mean, the reason the one is so good, it's not objectively great. But the one that David had, it wasn't bone stock. I don't think they'd be that fun. But the one we had had just, like decent tires, had kind of like a straight pipe on it. One of the exhaust studs was broken, so it sounded like a lawnmower all the time. Had like a short shift, kind of. It was really hard to get into first. He could get into first. I could never really get into first. Um, and then yeah, we had some like stripper cards in it and like a Momo wheel and. Uh, could have been a flightweight flywheel. Probably there was a cam in it. Um, I put headers on it at some point. It basically, you know, it was like just tricked out and loud enough and kind of stripped out and broken enough that it was really fun. That I get. Yeah. It, then, then it's that one. It's yeah. not yeah. a Mark 1 GTI. No, that thing was fun. Mark 1 GTI. And it, it broke enough to be exciting, but not so much. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> it brought flavor to your evening. You're like, will we make it? No, yeah, no. The, I have a perfect, like two perfect examples of this, or kind of three. Well, one time we were in traffic and it died in the valley in traffic and one tire was deflating, so I had to like get out and push it into the gas station. So that was kind of fun because you like have to get out of the car and go like right then. You can't just sit around. You're like, action man, go. And then one time in the canyons, um, it was starting, it was always starting really hard and we're like, why? And he kept putting new starters in it and, uh, so he's taking someone for a test drive, and the starter wasn't working. He just bumped it. So he bump starts it. It's and then you hear a clank, and you see something metallic fall out of the car, like a <laughs> big metal chunk. And you're like, "Oh no!" And you see him wait on that on stunt for a few seconds, and he's like, "Do I go? Do I not go?" And then you just see, just takes off, and I'm like, "All right, well, I guess he's gonna come back, and we'll see what fell out of the Whatever car." Whatever fell off was non-essential. <laughs> Just jettison weight. Maybe so, that's what it is. Before he runs, he's like, now I dropped the plates. I passed tech. And now I hit that button, the magnet turns off and clang, and then you're gone. No, it was a, um, the motor mount. So the front motor mount on that motor, uh, it, the bolt goes through the starter and the motor mount at the same yeah. time. So if the bolt loosens, your starter starts falling out, doesn't really work anymore, and your motor mount starts wiggling. And So the motor mount finally just fell out. So, oh. and, yeah. and it's also miserable if you have to change the starter. Yeah, it's kind of mm-hmm. a real pain in the ass to do both of those things. Um, German engineering, where you have to take off six things to f- repair one. Ah, but yeah. uses less bolts. It's more efficient. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We use six, but you have to take off the entire intake assembly, the entire exhaust assembly, and, this, and then you get to the spark plug. Well, it's like the, the, wasn't the W8 Passat where you had to pull the engine out to replace an alternator? Oh, that makes sense. Because it's on Probably. the bottom. Probably. Sounds I right. mean, it makes sense. It's a Passat. Like, like, we put eight cylinders in there. You can wear. <laughs> Yeah, like, they're oh, in well, there. Some of them are in the wheel well. Okay, that makes sense. Trust, bro. They're in there. <laughs> the sales are like, it's in there. Don't worry. It's the like, next one on the front, another one on the back. It's a, it's a W8. There's there's four in the middle, I swear. That's what the Mark II guy actually said we were buying. He's like, dude, this thing works. Trust. And he kept saying that. And we're like, okay. The, the like a number of guy. times that you say trust is directly proportionate to how little you should trust a person. Yeah, no, he kept saying it as like... I see the other car, your driveway is the Saab 9000 CSC. I do not trust. Yeah. The, the trust is not well, being like, built. So I sold So I sold my car today, and the kid that bought it from me, car's running, open, opens the hood, and then he goes and opens the uh, – he goes and pops open the oil filler cap. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. While it's running. Yeah. And then, of course, on that car, that cap's directly above the valves. Sputters out a little oil here and there, and he goes, see that? That's broken. And I go <laughs> – you opened a running engine and nearly burnt your hand. That's broken. He's just like his dad. Someone's like, now remember, go look for things that are broken, and if you don't find anything, no, no, no. make something. His dad was on speakerphone with him, and he goes, "We'll see. That's using oil. There should be no oil on the top of that motor." Oh. And I'm like, "Your father's an oh, idiot. Don't I listen to him about anything ever again." <laughs> I, love, I love car buyers. They're amazing. My dad says the best birth, best birth control is pulling out. Like, don't don't listen to that either. 
yeah put the, put the valves back on. did he even bother to like check for actual like blow by the actual air coming out of it was there, did you see the oil it's like oh this is incorrect no it was the normal amount yeah. of positive pressure oh, sure. coming out of it oh, i'm sure yeah but i mean that's what you, you know. check like well the gti that david has so broken down that every at idle was just you know blowing giant puffs out of that oil cap you know it was insane but it had excessive blow by it yes this just... had by the amount of spatter of frying something on top of your stove that is about the extent of it i mean that's yeah, what happens when you i you know open this. a running motor yeah because i i put oil in my miata once midway driving between la and santa cruz and then i forgot to put the cap back on which mm. i did two oh more that'll that car yeah that'll do things and so if you keep driving the car smokes because oil is flying all over the fucking <laughs> place I happen to know that a Miata at idle, you can run it with the valve cover off and oil won't go anywhere. The valve cover off? The whole valve cover off at wow. idle. Wow. Yeah, I uh, did a diagnostic once. I have all these random diagnostic stories, but um, we diagnosed a girl's Miata. She brought it in. It was like, it had. A, I think we determined it's a piston slap. There's a friend of mine who's fairly technically knowledgeable. And, diagnostic uh, diaries. Corbin Goodwin. <laughs> yes, and so, uh, we pulled off, so we pulled off the valve cover. What we did, we were trying to figure out what was slapping, so we were timing it. We were using a timer and listening to the noise, and based on the number of uh, times it occurred in a given time span and the idle RPM, we were fit, trying to figure out what components were reciprocating. And I think we eventually determined, and we, I think we also had the valve cover off because we were trying to watch to see if it was like a lifter, and we could have like heard the lifter pretty loudly. And yeah, you can run it at idle, and the oil is going anywhere. You rev it once, and oil <laughs> flies everywhere. But... Um, yeah, and we figured it was a piston slap. I don't remember how. But we, it was like some, some specific number, and we were like, all right, well, if it was a rod bearing, we would hear it double that number of times. And if it was this, we'd hear it half that number of times. Anyway, it was, we felt smart because we were. Yeah, it is. We use math. 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 I hear that's cars. a thing. Still popular? Uh, I'm trying to yeah. avoid it. Taking differential equations right now. Ooh, please, yeah. God, let me drop out of school before I have to take that, like, anymore. Hey, at least you don't have to take organic chemistry. Oh, that's... Ooh. Yeah, that's ooh. no fun either. Ooh. No. So, at that I point, think. we're at an hour and 23 minutes. This is the longest universe episode we've had in a while. Dang. Record setting. That's right. That's us. Dang. Yeah. So... Uh, I think uh, I have to go deliver some documents to uh, a car buyer at some point this evening. I don't know where I'm going or when I'm going there, but I know it's going to have to happen. That sounds uh, fun. So we should probably wrap things up. Yep. I got to go look for footage. Wee. Oh, yeah. Footage. If I, if I don't find it, Musto will kill me. I almost killed so Musto if once. I die. Yes, yeah. you did. Yeah. Did you guys ever tell that story? No. You'll have to tell it sometime. Well, I almost killed Musto. And Thad. Oh, Thad probably would have lived. Musto, maybe not. Uh, I don't know. They're the same size. Just depends on what hits first. No, I mean, because he was turning left and Musto was driving, so. That's true. Musto would have been, I mean, then Acura would have hunted me down anyway, so. It would have been very Shakespearean. That's true. I feel like, I, I said this to Musto the other day, that if he ever dies by accident, he'll be so irritated at it that he won't die yet until he gets some sort of vengeance. Yeah, right. Like, he would have dragged himself over to me, and I'd be yes. like, I'm really sorry, dude. He'd be like, you die, no. Yeah, he would have Terminator 2'd you and just dragged his, yeah. Musto lives his life as if it was an Adam Ferrara bit. You better kill me, or I'm gonna be so fucking pissed. He does. He's like, I love concrete. He's like, Italians, we don't, we don't need grass. I don't need grass. And he's fucking dead serious. We really gotta, we gotta get Ferrara and Musto on a podcast. At the same oh time. my god, they'll, they'll both. He the goes, queens the fuck out. They will. His, his. That's funny because it's a different definition than NorCal. But his, <laughs> his accent thickens when he starts talking about New York. Like we went and got a sandwich, and at the place, and when he starts describing the food at the place that find, that actually makes the sandwich right, it's the only place in all of California that you can get a good New York style sandwich. And he just starts laying on thicker, thicker, yeah. thicker, thicker. It's so funny. He's like, oh, to call him out, and he starts throwing out words that aren't words. It's so funny. <laughs> that guy's awesome. Ah, oh, fuck. 
Fucking jabronis. Well, um, where should people find you? Is there any way they can support you in your writing endeavors and your uh, other things? Add me on Facebook. Send me money. Give me a hug. Twitter. Don't Instaface. I don't wait two more weeks for hugging. I don't. I don't tweet. I don't have Instagram. Well, if you get any of these new gigs, you might have to be having to do a little bit. Of that. Oh man, I'm gonna have to get modern. If they yeah. pay you for it, you're like, okay. Yeah, I, mean, I gotta do what I gotta do. Corbin, we need you to do this. Do I still get all the free materials to work on these cars? Yeah, okay, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll That's do anything. Let's, let's be honest, the money's involved. My dignity does not exist anymore. Hey, you're a whore, like me. That's all right. <laughs> Sweet! Yeah. Um, all right, Zach, where can we find you these days? That used to be like, that used to be called living the dream, and now it's like, oh, I'm a whore for exactly the job that I've always wanted in my entire life. But it feels good. Right? Yeah, I think that's 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 good. That's success. Uh, find me on Twitter, just at Zach Clapman, Z A C K K L A P M A N. And then, of course, Smoking Tire Drive Network. Yeah, you all should be very thankful this man slaves over the Drive Network crap to bring you content you bitch about. Or that's true. Now they're gonna you've just incurred the wrath of all of them because they're like, oh, that's who we blame. Get the torches. No, well, he organizes these people. He tries to corral these things into happening. Yeah, it's fun. No, yeah. Zach's the coolest guy. He's like the. Like, the most decent individual I've met, possibly ever. Not even kidding. Jackass. All right. What? No, like, legitimately. You sent... This moment's moment's too real to, like... (laughs) No, you, like, sent me stuff while I was injured. Oh, I forgot about that. And I didn't even tell him. I sent him a gift, and I forgot to tell him I'd sent him a gift. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So shit showed up at his house. And he didn't know who it was from, and I forgot about it for three days because I was, like, out of, the, out of the city. And I was like, hey, these things ever show up? He's like, did you send that? And it was like he put it on Facebook, like, somebody sent me a book and a, and a copy. Yeah, I was, I was like, please, like, come out so I can thank you for sending me this, like, <laughs> awesome stuff. I have no idea who sent that to me. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not kidding. Yeah, I forgot about if that. If everyone is angry at Zach, fight me. When I'm, when I'm better not. Yeah, so so I guess the lesson to take from this is get in a motorcycle accident, and Zach will send you things. Very true. Yes. Yes. Very true. Foolproof. So, uh, and then of course, uh, if you want to find more Hooniverse stuff, go to Hooniverse.com or mm-hmm. follow Jeff at the Hooniverse on Twitter. Uh, and then our our lovely mascot Blake Wrong is busy wrong on Twitter. Uh, he'll be back next week, I'm assuming. And then you can find me at Hayes Data. And if you want to do your own damn podcast, go to Shout Engine, and we'll set you up uh, more than likely for free if you don't use a shit ton of bandwidth. Mm-hmm. So uh, come say dumb things and uh, be part of the interweb. Yay. So uh, I think that's Hooniverse for this week. I think it is. All right. Boom. Thank you, Corn. One twenty-two. Thank you. Thank you.